Welcome to Canvas Church. You are listening to our weekly celebration service message. Thank you for tuning in. Found and no longer alone, completely in love with and trusted by the man of her dreams, she slips from the comfort of his arms and the warmth of the sheets. Gathering her clothes, she does the best to put them on in the dark without disturbing him. It is still pitch black out, and she has much to do for the day. She moves towards the door, still thinking about how amazing this man is and how incredible last night was. Slowly opening the door, taking one more look behind her, she blows him a kiss before she closes it. She is absolutely stunning, more beautiful than the most valuable diamond. Yet with her hair still disheveled, she slowly tiptoes across the floor, making sure not to wake anyone. She cannot let them know her secret. This is a woman not scandalously leaving the scene of an affair, but rather a virtuous woman rising early to handle the affairs of her household. Her secret is how she accomplishes so much. She rises while it is still dark. This is a Proverbs 31 woman. Found and no longer lost, completely in love with the man, entrusted with the message of his life, they slip from the comfort of their beds and the warmth of their sheets. Gathering their clothes, they, they put them on as best they can. It's still dark, yet there is much to do today. They move slowly toward the door, thinking about how amazing he is and how incredible a life they have. At the door, they take one last look, longing for their beds, and whisper, let your kingdom come, as they shut the door. They're absolutely stunning. More beautiful than the most valuable diamond. Yet with their hair still disheveled, they slowly make their way to the couch where they kneel to the floor. No one knows their secret. These are people, these are not people in desperate need of help. This is a people desperate for God's presence. Their secret to success is that they rise while it is still dark and they pray. This is the church. God, we thank you for today. God, we thank you for your word that is amazing. God, I thank you for the word that Joe already shared today and that could challenge so many of us here and, and uh, how we ought to live, how we ought to pray, what we ought to do. And God, I pray you just continue that now uh, in this place. Lord, help me preach, help me communicate. God, I pray every heart would be open in this place to receive in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. We've been having a fantastic time in our Wonder Woman series. Uh, it's been really great to hear the feedback from the guys, because one of the concerns I had uh, with the, uh, the, you know, the title Wonder Woman, and we're going to be looking at Proverbs 31, is that the guys would be thinking, what's in it for me? Okay? Now, how many of you guys, if you'd be honest enough, you thought about that when you came into this series? Thank you for being honest. Thank you, Camilla, for being honest. Well, what's in it for you is hopefully a Proverbs 31 woman, and all the guys said, amen, amen. all right? But what's been so awesome is getting all the feedback from the guys in our church, getting emails or uh, uh, the conversations that have been taking place uh, in community groups and how they've been challenged and they see their part in what we know as the Proverbs 31 woman. We've been having some fun with it, Wonder Woman. Uh, my wife made fun of me last week as she opened up her jacket and took off her glasses and revealed that she was Wonder Woman with her little Wonder Woman shirt. Okay, thanks babe, appreciate that. Well, today is probably going to be one of the fastest messages I've ever preached before. Um, it's going to be super quick. Actually, someone looked at that and they said, what is that? And I said, come on, it's Flash. How many of you guys remember Flash? Come on. 
Now, some of you are like, sweet, I came on the right Sunday. This is going to be a really quick message. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, if anybody needs to get saved right now, just raise your hand. Oh, you guys missed it? That's how quick I am, all right? In Jesus' name, amen. I just preached it twice. Just kidding. It will be quick, though. Um, turn to your Bibles to Proverbs 31, if you would. Proverbs 31. Uh, we're going to read this portion of Scripture um, together. So if you want to follow along in your Bibles, that'd be awesome. Or you can look on the screens. And I read starting in verse 1, the words of King the Mule, an oracle that his mother taught him. We talked about this, uh, our very first part of the series. If you missed it, you can go back, catch it online. Who, who is talking? Who is being talked to? What are you doing, my son? What are you doing, son of my womb? What are you doing, son of my vows? Do not give your strength to women, your ways to those that destroy kings. It is not for kings, Olamule. It is not for kings to drink wine or rulers of strong drink, lest they drink and forget what has been decreed and pervert the rights of all the afflicted. Give strong drink to the one who is perishing and wine to those in bitter distress. Let them drink and forget their poverty and remember their misery no more. Open your mouth uh, for the mute, for the rights of those or destitute. Open your mouth, judge righteously, defend the rights of the poor and the needy. The king is being challenged by his mom, and now he, she goes in and begins to talk about the kind of woman king that you would want. And we talked about this on day one, that every guy wants a queen, but only a king gets a queen. Okay? And so it's being addressed to the king. Here we are, verse 10. An excellent wife who can find. And all the guys that are married said, I found one. She's sitting next to you, all right? So you better be careful. She is far more precious than jewels, than the heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She is like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. She rises while it is yet night. She rises while it is yet night. It's a good place to take notes right there, ladies. And provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hands to the staff and her hands hold the spindle. She opens her hands to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid to, uh, of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed in scarlet. She makes bed coverings for herself. Her clothing is of fine linen purple. Her husband is known in the gates uh, as he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes to the merchant. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Proverbs 31, uh, my wife did an amazing job last week. If you missed that message, you have to go online and watch it. It was honestly incredible and uh, really, I believe, set up the message for today. Last week, my wife talked and really covered uh, verses um, 10 to 13 and talked about the worth of the Proverbs 31 woman. As you look at Proverbs 31, it's broken up into several different sections, or at least we could break it up into several different sections. Verses 10 
uh, to 12, 13, cover her worth. 13 to 24, cover her works. 25, verses 25 to 26, her words. And 27 to 31, her witness. And last week, my wife talked about the worth. Why is that? Because we have to understand who we are in Christ Jesus. Okay? Now listen, this is a great message not only for women in here, but you do need to understand, women, who you are in Christ Jesus. You need to understand how God created you, who he created you to be. And I believe Proverbs 31 is really a, a word of encouragement and maybe a word of challenge as well. But as we talked in our first part of this series, this isn't just written about a woman. I believe this embodies and embraces the bride of Christ, the church of Jesus Christ. And so these, these are things that we should be doing. So it's a great message for women. It's a great message for men. It's a great message as we come together today as the church of Jesus Christ. But knowing our worth is so important and it's so essential. And I love some of the other uh, passages that my wife brought to our mind. Uh, one of them being 1 Peter 2.9. You're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, God's own special people. Okay? And, and, and what's cool about that is the first part of that verse talks about who we are. We're chosen. We're holy. Man, we're a people set apart for God. That's who we are. Man, that is powerful to know who we are. But then it goes straight into the next part, and the next part of 1 Peter 2.9 talks about what we are to do, or, or we can put it this way, our works. You're chosen, you're a royal priesthood, you're a holy nation, so that you can proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. You gotta see that. that it's great to know who we are, but listen to me, just knowing who we are is only a small portion of it. It's not the whole thing. It's not just, you know, man, I'm chosen, awesome. I'm royal, awesome, I'm, I'm a holy nation, that's so cool. But all of, all of the things that, that God does in our life are unto something. He has purpose behind what he does. And so we see here that, that after the challenge uh, to the king from his mom comes, it goes into the worth of the woman. But what we need to recognize is that the bulk of 10 to 31, the bulk of these verses, isn't spent on the worth, isn't spent on the words, isn't spent on the witness, it's spent on the works that she does. Okay? We have to see that. Because if we miss that, we miss something very key and very essential, okay? Uh, uh, James talks about this. Faith without works is what? Dead, okay? People see our faith through our works, and they will see our good works, and they'll glorify our Father who is in heaven, okay? Yes, we need to know who we are, but once we know who we are, ladies and gentlemen, we need to get to work, okay? It's not just enough to look at Proverbs 31 and say, oh, here is who you are. You're more precious than diamonds. Ah, oh, that's me, okay? It has a purpose, okay? Diamonds have a purpose, okay? And you need to know that there is work for you to do. As a matter of fact, the Bible in the New Testament talks a lot about the works of Jesus. Works. You read through it, 
and, and, he, and, he, and he's preaching, he's teaching, he's healing the sick, he's casting out demons, he's raising people from the dead. Come on, somebody. He's working, okay? And then we get challenged, and it says this, and greater works than these will you do, okay? Work, we've got to work. Matter of fact, let's look at some verses here real quickly. Um, pull up the first one. Pull up Proverbs 10.4. Proverbs 10.4 says this. A slack hand causes poverty. Let me rephrase that. If you're lazy, you poor. Okay? But not only are you poor, it actually causes other people to be poor. A slack hand causes poverty, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. Get to work. Okay, let's pull up the next one. Let's pull up Proverbs 13, 4. The soul of the sluggard craves and gets nothing. The soul of the diligent is richly supplied. It's quiet in here. No one amen in those verses. Go to Proverbs 20, verse 4. Or you go to Proverbs 20. No, that one works. Go back to that one. Yeah, go back. I'm sorry, I messed you up. There we go. Whoever is slack in his work is a brother to him who destroys. I finally got an amen. Somebody needs to highlight that one. Whoever is slack in his work. Look, if you are horrible at what you do and you don't put any effort in and you're not a hard worker, okay, this is what the Bible says about you. You're a brother to him who destroys. Now, lest I need to remind you who the destroyer is, is the devil. Look, look what it says. It says whoever is slack in his work. As Christians, we should be the best employees out there. We should be the hardest working, the most productive. That would be a great place to say amen because your boss is sitting right back there. I saw him. He snuck in the door. We should be the hardest working. We should be the most productive. We should be the most creative. We should be the ones that get there first and leave last. No, not, be, not because we're trying to you know, impress our boss, but we're trying to impress our king. Are you with me? Man, why is it so quiet? Maybe, maybe you need to come back on up and preach. Man. Right, let's pull up the next one. Proverbs 20, verse 4. The sluggard does not plow in the autumn. He will seek at harvest and find nada. Pretty simple math, right? What's it talking about? It's talking about work. Is there another one? Do I have another one? Let's go to the next one. Yep, here's more. Love not sleep. What does the Proverbs 31 woman do? She gets up while it is still dark. Did you write that one down, baby? All right. I've been loving the Proverbs 31 series. It's been awesome. Last Monday, my wife went and planted a garden in our backyard. It is true. Come on. We've been married for 16 years. This is the first garden ever. And I'm, I'm just, Jesus, thank you for the Proverbs 31. <laughs> Love not sleep, lest you, become, lest you come to poverty. Open your eyes, and you will have plenty of bread. Do we have another one? Proverbs 21, 25. The desire of the sluggard kills him. Why? Because what does he desire? Sleep. 
and more sleep. For his hands refuse to labor. Okay, I think we got one more, right? That's it? We sure? Okay, good job. That's probably too much. Let's just let that soak for a minute, okay? Proverbs 31, woman, the bulk of the message is spent on her works. Yes, you need to know your worth. Yes, the church of Jesus Christ needs to know who we are in Christ Jesus. But why does Proverbs address the uh, sluggard so much? Why does Proverbs 31 talk about the works so much? I believe it's because there is... God knew in his sovereignty that there would be a tendency to want to be lazy. That there would be a tendency to, to, to not want to work or not desire to work. And so because of that, the challenge comes and says, hey, you need to get to work. You need to work. You need to work. And so let's look a little bit here today at some of these works. And let's talk about not only the woman, but let's talk about the church the church. This is just maybe me, but maybe I can speak on behalf of the men a little bit this morning as well, because I is one. But nothing bothers me more, and I'm married up. I mean, I married an amazing woman, a hardworking woman, a woman that does get up in the morning because I push her out of bed. But, But she gets up and man, she, you know, she gets stuff done. I'm married up. She is an incredible woman. I'm so thankful for her. Um, but I'll be honest with you that, and this isn't directed at her, it's, and, and I'm not even necessarily saying this, I'll, I'll look down, how's that? But nothing irritates me more, and I'm going to step out on a limb and say nothing irritates a man more than a woman who views herself as a princess, so much so that she don't even work. I got an amen right there. And that was from a woman, thank you. Okay? Now listen to me, if you got kids and you're at home, you have the hardest job, okay? So I, I, I get that, I've seen that, okay? Uh, we only have two, for some of you that have three, God help you, if you have four, I don't know how you do it, okay? Get yourself some help or something, but you're, you're hard working. But when I see a woman that, 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 that knows she's a princess, but is afraid to lift a finger to do anything, I got a problem with that. Because princess, you're supposed to be getting up early before your man gets up. It's in the Bible. <laughs> this is the place where the guys should be like, hey, man. I, mean, I, can, I can see some glaring eyes from the women, but the guys should be like, yeah, I know what you're thinking. You're like, I got to go home with her, Pastor. Okay, I'll just say all the things that you want to say today, okay? How's that? Okay? There was just something about it that that, 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 they they only take the jobs that are pristine. I don't want to chip a nail. Okay? Or they only do the chores that they choose to do. To me, I don't know, to me that's very, very uh, unattractive. We could go through each one of these verses. We're only going to cover a couple of them today. But what I want you to see today is this, ladies and gentlemen. I want you to see uh, that one of the themes of this portion is simply this, get up and get to work. Get up and get to work. 
Now, lest the women think I'm beating up on them this morning, let me talk about the church real quickly. Okay? Let me talk about the church. Because to me, as a pastor... Listen, it's one thing for me to address the ladies and say, hey, that's great, you know your worth, and wow, you're a valuable treasure, and you're a princess, and you're beautiful, okay? But now you gotta go do something, honey. You gotta get out there, and you gotta get to work. But if I could talk to the church for just a minute, because I think there is a problem in the church today that we know who we are in Christ Jesus. We've become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and oh, man, it's so awesome, man. My sins are washed away. I'm forgiven. I'm cleansed. That is, I am a beautiful, shining diamond. I'm awesome. I'm incredible. Praise God, brother. Amen, sister. And we, we kind of got the worth thing down, that we're, we're children of God. We're sons of God. We're daughters of God. Man, we become the righteousness. Man, we're, we're a chosen generation, a holy nation. Man, his own special people. But we forget the rest of the verse. And to me, there's nothing more unattractive than a church that knows who they are but does not walk in the power that Christ Jesus has given them. We know, oh, this is who I am, and I'm forgiven, I'm righteous. Go share your faith. Say, what? Go lay, lay hands on the sick and pray for them. Uh, maybe in church, at the altar call. See, we like knowing our worth. We like knowing our sins are forgiven. But there is a whole section that is saying, hey, church, get up and get to work. Get up and get to work. You're saved for a purpose. You're saved for a purpose. He calls you chosen for a purpose. He calls you a holy nation for a purpose. He calls you a special people for a purpose. He calls you righteous for a purpose. Now I love knowing that, that, that his grace has forgiven me. And it's awesome. And it validates something. It validates the work he's calling me to. It's time to get up. Got to get to work. Just, just like it's unattractive for this woman to have this, oh, I'm so precious, and do nothing. It's unattractive for us to come Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday and, and, and come into these amazing worship times. Wasn't worship awesome this morning? And come into these worship times and worship and talk about the grace of God and how amazing God is. And wow, look how amazing I am because of how amazing he is. And he did this for me. But then there's this whole thing about work as the church of Jesus Christ. There's a whole bunch of work for us to do. To rise up early. To pray. To get things prepared for the day. To not only provide our family with spiritual food, but to provide others with spiritual food. Get up, get to work. This is not just about the woman. We need to, as the church, be the hardest working people. I don't just mean in our jobs, although we should do that. We need to be the hardest working people for the kingdom of God. If we could break it down maybe into a, uh, a smaller scale, um, we, could, we could talk about it if I could just address it. If you're, if you're new to church, this might not make sense to you, but if you've been in church for a while, you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about. And to believe that you have this anointing on your life to do something. 
I'm called to preach. So when they recognize that gift in my life and have me come up on stage, then I'll work. But until then, I'm just going to, you know, paint my little nail anointing. Okay? See, I, 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 I don't know. That, that's kind of a pet peeve of mine too, probably. My leaders know it. I, I, I ask a lot of them. I want you to be the first ones here and the last ones to leave. I'm usually one of the first ones here and the last ones to leave. I, I'm out there picking up garbage with a little garbage picker-upper. I'll be honest, I secretly enjoy that thing. I'm just like, <laughs> I see the custodian and I'm like, nah, nah, I got it, buddy. I got it. It's awesome. Okay. I do that not because I'm trying to prove a point. I do that because that's not above me. If God called me to build the church, then part of building the church is having a clean church. I don't want my church looking like some of your homes. Well, <laughs> we need to be the ones rising up joyfully to do the tasks. Right? To get the work done for the kingdom of God. I think there's, there's a little bit of a, of a, if we could say it this way, like we read on Proverbs, a little bit of a laziness. I think the laziness, though, sometimes stems out of this thought. I'm owed something. I, I'm not going to do that because, well, what's in it for me? What's in it for me? Well, pastor, yeah, I can understand why you're cleaning up. It's your church. But what's in it for me? Well, I can understand why the children's ministry gets here early and sets up because, I mean, they're, they're working in the children's and it's not set up. That's going to be chaotic, man. That wouldn't be any fun. Well, remember, they're watching your children. See, I think sometimes we get lazy because we get in this, this mentality of, okay, yeah, but what's in it for me? Oh, I'd get up early and do that if. So I think sometimes we kind of get in that, are you with me this morning? Because it's quiet here today. It's quiet. But if we can get over that and realize he don't owe us nothing. It's his grace. I'm just happy, I'm happy to get here early and pick up garbage. I'm serious, as we were worshiping today, I'm worshiping, and I'm just like, I, I, God, I'm so thankful for this church. I'm thankful for Mission Bay High School and how you opened this door. I'm thankful for the, for the youth that gathered yesterday at the park. I'm thankful for the 75 people in community group last week. Why? I'm just, I'm thankful, God, that, that God, you're building your church. Man, I just keep picking up trash. And then my wife preached so amazing last week. And then you heard Joe today. Shoot, I'll just pick up garbage and I'll come sit in the front row. Come on, somebody. We got to get up. Got to get to work, church. We got to get up. We got to get to work. Let me ask you this question. How many of you guys have, and you can raise your hands on this one, and, um, uh, you know, how many of you guys have people that you work with or people that you work for, um, or if you own your business and you don't have people that work with you, 
Um, like in my setting, I mean, I, I, I believe everybody on my staff is safe, um, hopefully. <laughs> but how many of you guys, you work with someone that's not a believer? Or work for, and if you're a business owner, you supply things for people that aren't, okay? okay? They're not a Christian, they're not a Christ follower. Okay. Man, what are we doing to bring Jesus to them? This week, man, I had so many opportunities to share Jesus with people. It was awesome. It was, it was so cool. Uh, yesterday, I went to the doctor. Uh, get some checkups. That they drew some blood. And uh, I'm, I'm just starting, I don't know, I, just, I can just start conversations with people about God. It's easy. What do you do? I'm a pastor. Boom. Open door, right? <laughs> you can take that if you want and lie and just ask for forgiveness later. That's fine, you know? <laughs> I'm a pastor. I'll ask for forgiveness. You know? It opens up doors. It's awesome. You know, and so then the conversation, I get to share Jesus with them, okay? But there's other ways to do it. Uh, this week, uh, uh, my mom had uh, moved from her, her old place a little while ago, and uh, something got shipped there that she needed to pick up, and so on Mother's Day, after I took her to Extraordinary Desserts, come on, somebody, I'm a good son, right? Uh, we, we went down to her old place, and, and she was ready to get out, and I was like, no, mom, just stay in the car, I'll go in and get it, and so I knock on the door, and, and this, uh, this lady comes to the door, and, and I, I told her, hey, I'm here to pick up something for my mom, she's like, oh, come on in, and, and I walk in uh, to the place, and I look over on the computer screen, and there's this church website up, and I happen to know the pastor of the church, and I look around, and uh, she's painting all these pictures, she has these canvases set up, and she's painting, I was like, are you, is that yours, is that a roommate, are you, you, you a painter, she goes, no, I'm an artist, I, I paint, I was like, man, that is great, and I looked over at the computer screen, I said, is, are you doing work for that, that church, or do you go there, she goes, no, actually, um, I don't go to church anywhere, I, I just felt today, like, I just need to get, like, connected to a church, I said, really, um, I said, I happen to know that church. It's a great church. If you, if you, sh you should go check them out. I said, um, but I I'm a pastor also. And she was like, don't go to church anywhere. Today, as a matter of fact, just a few minutes before I walked in the door, she started to think, I need to find a church. And then a pastor shows up on her doorstep. Hello. Right? Hey. And I'm looking all around at these canvases she's painting on. She goes, oh, what's the name of your church? And I was like, Canvas Church. She's like, takes a step back, um, really? And so I invited her, I invited, I invited like five people this week to church. Why? Pastor, well, it's your church, you wanna build it. I mean, you're the pastor, you want more people. No, I wanna be the church that I see in the Bible. The church is not a, a, a place, the church is you. And I wanna be the church that Jesus Christ wants to come back for. I want to share my faith with others, not because I want to build this church. I want to share my faith with others because without Jesus, they're going to hell. Let's look at a few of these real quickly. Verse 13. Verse 13. Verse 13. Let me read it to you. She seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. Wow. Amazing. If you get a chance, you've got to YouTube that. What they do with flax and how they get linen from it. It's amazing. Has anybody ever seen it? It'll blow your mind. Like, I'm like, I did not know that that is amazing. It's impressive. To think how they did that back then. Now, whether every woman did this or not, we don't know, but this is what it speaks to because this was hard work. It speaks to her diligence and her willingness to do the menial tasks in life. 
Not everything has to be this grandiose thing. Not everything has to be this massive thing. This is something that needs to get done. It's mundane, but it has to be done. And you know what? I'm going to do it. But now look at this. She goes after the best stuff. She goes after the linen. She goes, I'm going to take something mundane, and I'm going to make it awesome. This speaks to her, her willingness, her attitude, her work ethic. She's not just working, but she realizes that everything my hand finds to do, I'm going to do it as unto the Lord. Verse 14, she is like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. I love the way other translations put this. It, it talks about how she goes far away to faraway places and brings back exotic surprises. <laughs> Hello. I mean, we're not eating apples. We're eating like passion fruit and kiwis. Come on, somebody. Right? And my wife was so awesome. Come on, after the chocolate festival, come on, she went to a faraway place and she brought me back some chocolate. That's a good wife right there. Okay? Well, what's this talking about? Once again, it's talking about her doing things excellent. She doesn't just go down to the corner store. Liquor. Cigarettes. Food. She goes to faraway places. She's going down to the farmer's market. Come on, somebody. She's going to bring back, come on, some great stuff, some gluten-free. Come on now. <laughs> Exotic, gluten-free surprises. Her willingness, her work ethic. Verse 15, she rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. Now, I love this part. Once again, because it says she rises well, it is yet night. She gets up. Now, in a very practical sense, we see this, that this woman, before anybody in her house rises, she gets up out of bed and begins to prepare for the day. And I'm so thankful for a mom who modeled that in my house. I never once got up and saw my dad up and my mom sleeping in until 8 or 9 o'clock. Now, if you do that, you can get saved today. <laughs> but you can ask my mom, never once was I like, it's like 8 o'clock, and I'm like, Dad, where's Mom? Oh, she's sleeping in, honey. Never. I mean, I saw they're both up. In a very practical way, she gets up and she says, you know what? My husband's going to go to work today. I got kids to take care of at home. I'm going to get up. I'm going to prepare a meal for him. I'm going to make his lunch, put it in a brown bag. Come on, somebody. Come on, Financial Peace University. Bag it. Don't buy it. Come on, somebody. She gets up. In a very practical way, this is what's happening. But in a very spiritual sense, and I want you to catch this, and this is not just for, for the women, this is for the men, this is for the church. She rises while it is yet still night. In the darkest portions of her life, in the darkest seasons of her life, she is not afraid to get up and begin to go to war. She is not afraid to get up and go to battle. Man, it is a dark season. It is a dark time. Man, things don't look that good. Things look a little scary. But you know what? I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to step back. No, I'm going to rise up in faith, and I'm going to take this thing head on. She gets up in the darkest hours. The church of Jesus Christ needs to be, what are we? We're a city set on a hill. 
shining light. That's who we're called to be. We don't back down at the darkest hours. No, 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 we rise up. We rise up. Now, ladies, I know that's probably not what you want to hear, okay? I know the man just broke up with you, and so all you want to do is you want to put on your little Snuggie. Do we got that Snuggie up here? Do you got the pictures? Do we got the pictures? Just nod at me if we don't. Wave me off. Give me a sign from the plate. I don't know what that means. You're not waving me off. You got them? You sure? Oh, there it is. Okay, the Snuggie. I kid you not, I googled Snuggie and that's the first Snuggie that came up. Was that not the Holy Spirit or what, right? So I know, ladies, see, the last thing a lady wants to hear when the man breaks up with her is get up, right? She wants to go cuddle up in her Wonder Woman Snuggie. Now, maybe I watch too many romantic comedies, but she wants to go cuddle up in her Wonder Woman Snuggie and then she wants to eat five gallons of this Any women out there bear witness with this? No, no one wants to. Oh, someone was like, <laughs> she was about to raise her hand until she looked around. She's like, nah, it's not us. We're sticking together on this one. Right? You got your Snuggie on. You're eating five gallons of this, probably watching a, a movie like this one. Right? <laughs> and I know all the guys out there want to be really macho and say that it's completely different for them, it's not. They're in the same Snuggie, eating the same ice cream, watching the same movies, all right? Guys, don't lie, all right? But you see, it's in those moments, in those dark seasons, in those dark hours where the Bible is telling us, hey, you want to be a Proverbs 31 woman? Here's what a Proverbs 31 woman does. She gets up and she goes to work. Not only when it's convenient, not only when it's easy, not only when, it's, when, it, when it feels right, she gets up in the darkest seasons of her life and she begins to go to battle for her husband. She begins to go to battle for her children. She begins to get up and grab the Bible and fill herself with faith. And she begins to get on her knees and she begins to pray. But that is not just a woman that is the church of Jesus Christ in the darkest hours in the darkest season when the economy looks like it's crashing when culture looks like it's getting more perverse it looks like it's getting dark it looks like it's getting bad we the church what do we do we get up we we we, we go against that thing with prayer and with the word that is who we are called to be because complaining about it does nothing running from it does Nothing. Putting on your little Wonder Woman Snuggie does nothing. We got to get up. We got to get up. And I'm so thankful for a mom who would get up in the morning and pray for her sons. Because I believe without the prayers of that woman, I wouldn't be here today. And I'm so thankful for the prayers of the woman that God brought me. Who in the seasons when I felt like giving up, throwing in the towel, calling it quits, which is every Monday, by the way. <laughs> there she is praying. Praying. Praying, rooting me on and praying. She doesn't tear me down. Listen, ladies, if your man's going through a hard time, 
the best thing you can do for him is hide yourself in a closet and pray. And maybe make some good meals, but. Pray. But you getting in his ear and saying, when are you going to get a job? Why don't you get a job? Why don't you go apply for a job? Why don't you go to The dude knows he needs a job. But the more you say that, the less he wants one. Because he's like, I ain't going to provide for you. When we talked in, in day one about the nagging woman, what does the husband want to do? He wants to go live in the attic. Listen, you, no, you need to go lock yourself away and you need to pray. If your husband's going through a rough patch, listen, pray. Call him the church. Hey, I need you to pray. But, oh. And can I just say this to some single ladies? If I may, I know a lot of tangents today. Holy Spirit will sort it out. Can I just say this to some single ladies? If you're negative right now as a single woman, the reality is you'll probably stay single the rest of your life. Because as men, it's not attractive. Because we look at it this way. If you're complaining about that, I know me. (laughs) I'm going to give you plenty to complain about. (laughs) In the darkest hours, we get up. In the darkest seasons, we get up. Against all odds, we get up. And I don't know who the Holy Spirit wants to address that at this morning. Because we didn't even get the verses 16, 17. But I feel so strongly that God wants to communicate something to somebody in here right now. Man, woman, boy, girl, saved, unsaved, somewhere in between. And he wants to communicate these two words to you, get up. Get up. Get up. I have so many favorite passages in the Bible, but John chapter 5 has got to be one of them. In John chapter 5, there is a, a story, and it, and it talks about there were these five pools in Bethesda. And around these five pools lay a multitude of invalids. Some blind, some lame, and some paralyzed. And they're around these pools because... Once in a season, the angel of the Lord would come down and stir the waters. And when the waters were stirred, whoever got into the water first was healed. And the story goes on that Jesus happens to be passing by. And he sees them. And he goes over, and the Bible says there's a multitude of people. Which means there was too many to count. But Jesus zooms in on this one guy, and the Bible says he's been paralyzed for 38 years. It's a long time. 
And he comes to the guy and says, hey, do you, do you want to be made well? Yeah, I do. But unfortunately, I don't have anybody to help me out. And so when the water gets stirred and I try to get there, somebody else beats me to it. So yes, I want to be made well, but I have nobody. Everybody gets there before me. I'm pretty much going to stay this way the rest of my life. He's not only paralyzed now, he complains about his situation. It's their fault. They beat me to it. It's not my fault. I have nobody. It's my dad's fault. It's the way I was raised. It's her fault she left me. I wouldn't be this way, but, 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 but I got fired. Or I got laid off. It's not my fault. I was abused when I was little. Listen, some of those things are horrific events, but listen to me. There is more for you than that tragic event. There is more for you than your past. There is more for you than what you think happened to you. And Jesus looks at him after the man says, I have no one. People beat me to it. It's not my fault. I'm going to be like this for the rest of my life. And Jesus looks at him and says, ha, get up, take up your bed, and get on your way. And the Bible says immediately the man got up. In the darkest season of his life where he felt abandoned, where he felt like he had nobody, hope comes, get up. He gets up. And in the darkest hour, while it is yet still night, she rises. The church rises. You rise. It's time to get up. It's time to get up. What's holding you back? What's holding you back? What, what in your past is holding you back? What, what, what sins has Christ forgiven you of, but you haven't yet forgotten that's holding you back? What event took place in your life that, that, that you can't get up from? It's time to get up. It's time to get up. There's more for you. It's time to get up. It's time to get up. It's time to get up. Thank you for joining us today. For more information, please visit our website at www.canvaschurchsd.com.